Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. Today's guest, very excited we're getting to connect. I think it's a topic that we need to hear about. I know I need to learn about because I know a few people that suffer from a few things that this guest is a very good coach on. And hopefully we will get some more knowledge and enlightenment. So Michelle Kessel, she is a holistic health and life coach. After struggling with chronic bloating and gut health issues, as well as emotional eating and intrusive thoughts, like we don't all have that, Michelle dove deep into learning how to heal the body and the mind. Through her education on integrative health and brain rewiring, Michelle was able to overcome her struggles and is now thriving in all areas of health and helping other women on their journeys. Michelle pairs holistic nutrition with brain rewiring to help her clients get to the root cause and overcome their gut health issues, emotional eating, this is what I need to hear, and limiting beliefs to become magnetic. So welcome, 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 Michelle. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So I always start with, and you can start at any point, but tell us about you. Yeah, absolutely. So my journey into doing what I do really started Mm -hmm. with my own health issues. When I was in college, I definitely wasn't healthy in the beginning. I was living the typical life partying, eating junk food, you know the drill. I'm sure most college kids can attest Mm -hmm. to Unlike most people, I started developing a lot of symptoms early on. So I started getting acid reflux and chronic bloating. Oh, wow. And it was awful. I was so sick. I started, I tried to go to the conventional route of healing, seeing a regular doctor, only to get prescribed antacids, which I kind of like just let myself take because I wanted to feel better at that moment. 
And while I was taking them, I started really like reading and immersing myself in all sorts of knowledge on health. So reading books, listening to podcasts, researching, all of that. I started doing lifestyle and dietary shifts to try to heal without the medication. So once I stopped the medication, the acid reflux was gone, but then I developed the chronic bloating. And that's because what happens is when you deplete your stomach of the stomach acid, yeah, it creates a breeding ground for bacteria and parasites and candida to thrive because the acid isn't there to kill them and they feed off of the food that the acid isn't there to fully break down. So that's one of the reasons I was struggling with my gut health issues was through like the pharmaceuticals themselves, which a lot of people mm. don't talk about. <laughs> well, and, and and the thing about that, and 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 this is simply you know where I come from is pharmaceuticals manage right whatever your I'll say disease or or illness is. They don't want to fix you. No, no, they don't want to make it better, but we're going to manage it with, again, you know, the either the end as whatever it is. And when you're done, I'm sure when you're done reading through the 11 page pamphlet of, well, this could happen, that could happen, you know, like those commercials where, you know, may cause it goes on and on. And and you would think like, who in the world would ever want to even take this? Like, oh, I'm feeling lucky today. Let me roll the dice because they just said for five minutes, all the side effects that it may cause. But I think I'm going to be the one in whatever that it's not going to affect. I know you want to, I want you to finish, but I'm just curious, was it just fast food that you were eating? Because you didn't have this, I'll say, very apparent problem prior to, let's say, the college lifestyle while you were still home and eating maybe a more balanced and maybe some veggies, you know, but it's not from every night driving through a late night drive-through. No. Okay. So I actually probably was one of the healthier kids in college. I was never raised. I was never raised on processed food. Like my family Mm -hmm. didn't even allow that in our house. So I was always eating like tons of vegetables my whole life. Mm -hmm. But in college, what happened was I started like ordering pizza and drinking all the time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was drinking three coffees a day to be able Mm. to study. And I was under a lot of stress with the academic system. So it's all like a combination of all of these things. And did you do any energy drinks also or? I'm good. I'm not a fan of them anyway. (laughs) I'm not a fan. (laughs) No, but how I see everything is our body is like a rain barrel. So you add Mm. one layer of like the diet, then you add the next of the emotional stress, then you add Mm. the next of like environmental toxins. And when the rain barrels full, that's when the symptoms occur. So for whatever reason, my symptoms started to occur because Mm. I was just full. (laughs) It overflew, clear, overflowed clearly. So you don't feel good. Now you have the bloating. And then how do you... Now you're immersed into finding, you know, there's a better way. Yeah, absolutely. So started with all the nutrition stuff, really went fully extreme. And Mm -mm. then this is kind of where the emotional eating begins because when you're on that pendulum of 
going so in one direction, then you go into the other. So I went really restrictive, like so clean, low calorie, paleo, keto, whatever. I was going to say. Mm -hmm. And to a point, there is a healthy amount of things to restrict when you're healing, but there's also an unhealthy amount for your mind where you then eventually end up binging on things that aren't necessarily conducive to healing. Because you're not allowed or you're not supposed to. And then, oh, is that a platter full of something that I shouldn't have? But let me have one. Well, that tasted good. Let me have another. And then perhaps not be so proud of yourself after indulging. And then you're on the hamster wheel. Yeah, exactly. Because our brain, it works in absolutes. So when you say Mm. things like, I can't have this, Mm. your brain understands I'll never be able to have this. And and we're wired to not understand that because of, Mm -hmm. you know, our past ancestry of famines and of being actually in hunger. But right now we live in a society where food is abundant. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you're not necessarily suffering with famine. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to be talking in that language Mm -hmm. or really like having those beliefs because we're not necessarily in that biological state at this time in history. When do you start to put the body and mind equation together? Yeah. So it actually was a few years down the road. Oh, wow. At first, I was really focused on the body and the mind stuff. I wasn't even considering. I thought Mm. that negative thinking was normal because I was surrounding myself with people who had the same thoughts. So I never (laughs) thought... I never yes. thought it, like there was, it was wrong. Like we would like, we'd get ready to go out and all look in the mirror and criticize ourselves. And that was considered normal. Isn't so, that I'm, amazing? Right. It drives me crazy. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just, if, if we only real, well, we hear what we say to ourselves, but we would never say that to anyone that we cared about and or loved. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I was, Focusing on all the body stuff, you know, on the right supplement protocols, doing the detox correctly, healing myself through nutrition. And then I started really learning about the mind and Mm. kind of accepting that maybe this is part of the problem too. Wow. And did you figure this just on your own resilience, on your research? Did you work with any, I'll say, coaches in the field? Yeah, absolutely. I've worked with tons of coaches. For the body healing stuff, Mm -hmm. I first started working with a functional medicine doctor, but I was finding a lot of gaps in the protocol. And then I got my own training as an integrative health practitioner and Mm -hmm. was able to figure it out myself from then on. And then as far as the mental stuff, I started off with the mindset coach and mm. that really about all this. Ooh, I like <laughs> yeah. that. And then that kind of really catapulted me into learning even more because I'm someone when like, I'll like learn with someone. I'm like, no, I want to go deeper. 
So then I get my own certifications and I go even deeper than what I was taught because that's my style. <laughs> that I like it. That's a great style. So, so tell me again what you learned. You, you became health a practitioner. What does that person do? What did you learn and how do you help others? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like a blend of naturopathy, functional mm-hmm. medicine, Ayurveda, Chinese medicine, et cetera. Okay. So it's really all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Mm -hmm. It's learning the right nutrition, the right supplemental protocols, and reading Mm -hmm. functional medicine lab work to heal nutritional deficiencies and toxicities within the body. So whether you're struggling with gut health, you can get a lab and really see what's going on to see if you have high yeast markers, bacterial markers, et cetera, and pair it with the right protocol to fix it. So you can get a blood panel. Is it a regular, like if I went to with my normal physical, I'll just, they'll order whatever that CDC is and they'll check for whatever thousand things they look for. Is there something specific that I should be asking for? Or would I just see that in, I'll say a routine blood panel? A blood chemistry lab is different from what I'm referring to. I'm referring to functional medicine labs. And so these can be ordered through like a functional medicine practitioner like myself, and mm-hmm. they're at home lab tests. So oh, okay. Like your urine samples and send them back to the lab, and then oh, would get the results. Oh, okay. All right. So we're going to come back to that. All right. And <laughs> then talk to me about the mindset coach. How did you find yours? And what was that exercise? And I'm sure at one point you the light bulb went off in your head to say, yes, I get it. Wait a minute. Now I want, and I see that you're that kind. I'm very much similar to, but I'm hungry. I need more. I want to keep learning. So, so there are mindset coaches out there. Yeah. So actually my friend was working with one and she Mm -hmm. referred her to me. Mm -hmm. Like she's been helping me a lot. This is what I've learned. This is how I've changed. If you want to see her like, Here's her information. Mm-hmm. So. And, and the work that you do, is it a lot of, I'll say, journaling? Is it is it just talking out loud as to maybe you're going to suddenly say what you think your truths are and then somebody reframes that? That's like a surface level version of what I okay. do. Okay. I personally do the brain rewiring work, which is getting into the subconscious mind because 95% of our actions are actually subconscious autopilot behaviors. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to change. I am so healthy, yada, 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 consciously. But then you don't do it. And that's yep. because your subconscious mind is keeping you safe and driving the behaviors. So if you want to get beyond the basic mindset work, you want to go deeper and work on subconscious root cause healing. All right. So what happens in the brain rewiring? How are we getting there? Yeah. So what brain rewiring really is, it's basically describing neuroplasticity. So science tells us that our brain has the ability to change, and it used to not believe that. So from the ages of zero to seven, our subconscious brain is formed. So that's why you really want to be looking at the root cause of your kind of Mm. thoughts and beliefs and programming through childhood. Mm -hmm. So what what we know now through the latest science and through neuroplasticity is that 
we can actually change these behaviors by changing our thoughts with pairing them with the emotions that we want to experience and doing it consistently. So Joe Dispenza, if you're familiar with him. Mm -hmm. Yes, I listen to him a lot. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's always describing brain rewiring, like pairing the thought with an elevated emotion that you want to feel and doing this consistently and tapping into that energy of who you want to be. And when you work on this all the time, you're able to then rewire those thoughts and create new neurons in the brain that make that your automatic behavior. It's funny. I was just listening to, I think, Dr. Uh, Daniel Amen on probably two podcasts this week. Uh, he has a new book out and he was saying one thing that you had just said resonated, which is it sounds because the brain is an organ, it's a muscle mm-hmm. and any muscle use it or lose it. And it can be reworked just as I can, you know, get defined if I work my arms and work my legs and and such. So what are some of the exercises? Is it in meditation? Is it all different kinds of steps? I know, well, I shouldn't say I know because I don't know. So I want to (laughs) know. Tell us. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm sure many people have their own methods and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I personally create custom meditation for my clients. So specific ones for like emotional eating or for gut health, I'll create those that will guide them through a specific process in a meditative state. But also when clients are working with me in like that coaching container, we're constantly doing brain rewiring because I'm able to offer them a completely different perspective of what they're seeing to really shift what they're thinking. And when they're able to see something in a whole new light, that often reframes things for them and then they can take on that new belief as their own. So do your clients, am I start, do, Am I gonna find you because I, I have some gut issues or, and, and or some bloating? Is that gonna be my first step? Probably because it's the obvious and not realizing how many layers in the onion has to really be peeled back to bring it all home? I think that just depends on the person. I've worked with people throughout different stages. I've had people who, yeah, we needed to start with the gut health and then eventually we can get to all like the thoughts and everything. And then I've had people who just wanted straight to go into brain rewiring. So (laughs) when you work with someone one-on-one, you meet them where they're at on their journey. And then for... Gut health, like what some of the, you you mentioned, let's say an acid reflux and then, so bloating, is that usually found like after just eating? Is it something that you've eaten? Maybe suddenly now you're going to restrict your calories or something, but yet, you know, your, your belly's not going down because it's inflamed or what, what happens? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's multiple kind of root causes and ways it can show up. But what I would say is not normal because there's a lot of misinformation saying that bloating is normal. And what I will say is that being Mm. full and having your stomach extend after eating, of course, that's normal. Your receptors are stretching. But what isn't normal is when you're uncomfortably bloated. And that can be even if you didn't eat, if you just woke up, or if it's like all the time where it's uncomfortable and not going down, you'll just feel like a rock in your belly or you'll look like you're pregnant. And that is not Hmm. 
<laughs> okay. All right. And then you had mentioned, like, in your case, you had parasites. You, I, I know. Uh, so that comes when the, the I guess, the bacteria are in the, st- in the stomach or the stomach. I'm horribly medically. So please step on in here. I like, I, yeah. I know what I heard, but don't make me repeat it. because <laughs> no, Well, everyone has parasites. Um, mm-hmm. Like literally, if you have a pulse, you have them. Okay. But, and that's actually one of the missing pieces in treating symptoms for a lot of people. A lot of people will jump into just going on like five different candida protocols and wondering why they keep having to redo them. And it's because they haven't gone deeper and looked at like the parasites and done that cleansing before. So there's many ways to get them, whether that's through food Mm. or like undercooked food or just sushi or even on your fruits and vegetables. It's, It's more of the problem when you feel symptoms and they might not even be gut health symptoms. It could be acne, hormonal issues, Mm. energy, low mood, et cetera. But I think it's good to just do quarterly or annually cleansings of them in the day when we didn't have like all the pharmaceuticals and we just did like herbs, there would be like annual cleansings. We deworm our pets. So we should probably do that for ourselves too. How smart is that? And then I like that idea a lot, the cleansing. And then, and and a lot I'm, I'm hearing because of the background, back in the day, before when there was Eastern medicine, when there was just, you know, when literally, yes, you kind of lived off the land. And I'm sure those people didn't didn't have the issues because of the food source and there wasn't the abundance, as you said earlier. If you're feeling and experiencing or listening to this and saying, huh, okay, maybe this is resonating. This could be me. I do feel uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah, no, I shouldn't have over, I shouldn't have had seconds or I shouldn't have had, you know, dessert or whatever that is. But when someone is ready to change, What's a good first step? Clearly, it's going to be contact Michelle. But what's a good first step for someone that is like, let me find out what's happening here? Yeah. So I guess it depends what you're feeling. But Mm -hmm. I think a really good first step is just not shaming yourself for your past we can't like shame. Good answer. Is, Good shame, answer. Yeah. <laughs> shame is one of the lowest vibrational emotions and is actually one of the ways that we can then breed more disease in our body. Because what I learned through brain rewiring is when we're feeling these like lower density emotions, we're actually then attracting in more of these illnesses. So if you can release the shame and the guilt for your past and just be in neutrality and acceptance and love for your next steps, then you will start off in such a better place and you'll be able to heal yourself so much easier from a place of love than from a place of shame. All right. So A, I'm almost crying. That's the best thing. And it's so true. And I just, I want you to say that again. Shame is the lowest Vibrational emotion. Vibrational emotion. And and yet it can be the catalyst to breed dis-ease in our bodies. And if we even, and I like how you said, 
don't, you know, you're not going from shame the lowest to jumping for joy, pun intended, which is pretty high on the ladder. You went from don't go low, go neutral, just go neutral. Just, and I'm a big proponent of, you know, like give, give yourself grace, lighten, lighten it up. And that's the whole, one of the whole themes of this podcast is we're all in it together. We're all dealing with it. So, you know, again, it all looks good on Instagram. Those pictures look really fantastic, but lighten it up. And not, wow, what a great neutral. I love, love that. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay. Yeah, because if you are just going from like something as low as shame to joy, you're most likely bypassing all, all of your true emotions. Correct. And when we bypass it, they're just going to come up later. So <laughs> you're kind of... Oh, yeah. Because they're always there. They're waiting exactly. for you. They're exactly. just waiting, wait, patiently, patiently yeah. waiting to appear. Okay. Wow. I do like that one a lot. <laughs> but I'm curious now, and maybe some other people are. So you work on you. You work on you in more than one way. You work on you physically and you work on you mentally in your, in your mindset and, in, and manage to then uh, rewire the brain. I'm just curious, what kind of diet now do you follow? Yeah, absolutely. I eat intuitively plant-based. I mm-hmm. have found the most abundant way for my body to eat mm-hmm. because... I just am able to eat like the whole plethora of fruits and vegetables. And that's what feels good for me. That may not feel good for you. And that's why it's all about finding what works for you intuitively. Now, I didn't come to eating intuitively straight off the bat. That's what's taken me a long time to get to. But I'm also not strict with the labels. So that's why I'd say intuitively plant-based. If I'm out at dinner and like we're getting sushi and I really want some, I'm not going to stop myself because Mm -hmm. it's not plant-based. So I actually went plant-based in the beginning of 2020 for five and a half months from January almost to the end of May. And I did it for a few reasons. And I, you know, watched a couple of shows and I had previously in 2019 when I got my physical, like one of the Again, I don't pay attention to things, whatever the bad cholesterol is, LDL, whatever. It was, I'll say, high, as the doctor said, you know, it's a little high. It should really be 100 and maybe it was like 150. And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like that's good. Like, you know, what can I do? And she, you know, what causes that? What can I, you know, watch or eliminate? And it was a lot of dairy and I was a huge cheese head. And, and um, I said, okay, I'll, you know, and I started to definitely cut back on that coffee creamer. That was, that was always uh, right up there. And then when I decided to go plant-based, I knew I was doing something really good for my body. I will say I gained some weight because I wasn't eating grains. I wasn't eating beans and legumes. I wasn't. I was eating other vegetables, but you know, suddenly I'm looking for that to put into my diet. And I was fine. I really could care less what was what number was on the scale. And when I went for my physical, then at the end of the year, my cholesterol was under 100. 
And that was from five months of, and I, and I've gone back to eating meat, but not as much as I was in 2019. So I'm a big believer and I knew it. I knew as I was doing it, that would be the result. And you do feel better. Yeah, absolutely feel better. But and I know that a lot of plant based has gotten very popular. And obviously, there's so many more choices. My problem is I've cooked for so many years. And I'm like, oh, like, it was just so much prep for me and this, that I was just like, okay, I'll just, you know, have a bag of veggies and something else. Because I just the recipes when I did make them, they were spectacular. So every once in a while, I'll still go, it is a treat, but for me to like turn it into a total at this point right now, I won't ever say never, but I'll like graduate into it again slowly. Totally. And I totally hear you, but I just want to give one tip for you is simple. You don't need to find, I mean, of course it's fun, but it's not necessary to do these extravagant recipes that make you feel like it's a lot. Just like go back to the basics. That's what I always say. Like the Mm -hmm. simpler, the better, the easier it is for our body to break it down, for it to digest and for our mental sake. Like when you just eat like literally like simple, you don't need to always make an extravagant meal. And that's what's really works for me. All right. I'm going to keep that in mind because that is wise words, especially for someone like me. I mean, again, it would be, all right, now we've made the dressing. Now let's do, it was just like so many, you know, three hours later, I'm finally eating. Yes, it was good, but a pace I was not not ready to, (laughs) I was not ready to sustain. And another, you know, in my earlier years, sure. What at this point in my life? hmm, No. No, but I'll definitely, I hear what you're saying and I'm going to revisit it simpler. I like it. Simple. Yeah. Well, why overthink anything? Oh, that's right. right. (laughs) I understand. I want to just be uh, a little, I have just a few more questions. Okay. Brain rewiring. So if there, if people, let's say, are not one of your clients, they're not going to get your guided meditation, which music to my ears, because I'm like, how else is she? I know I knew meditation was going to be in there, but a guided meditation, I have to tell everybody, if anyone has not done one, you know, and you're like, oh, I can't meditate. You know what? I couldn't meditate 14 years ago either. Uh, you know, I have the attention span of a gnat. My mind does not shut off, but through it, you do learn, you know, how to release, how to give yourself grace when yes, you do start to think of, did I leave the coffee pot on? Oh, I should really do this. Oh, we have to, we don't, again, like, oh, okay, duly noted, go on. And then you can return to your state. So with meditation. Are there any other exercises also that you can suggest for people to start? If you're not on a journey, I find, and if some people won't just wake up one day and say, I think I'm going to meditate. It usually is a reason to eliminate something that's happening and this may help. Here's a solution. So what do you suggest? So for someone who's just starting off with meditation, Mm -hmm. I would suggest just connecting to your body 
So like with your eyes closed, like literally just do a scan from the top of your head to the bottoms of the feet and just notice how different parts of your body feel because Mm. we're always in our mind. So if Mm -hmm. you can just connect to the body, you're then tapping in to the body's intelligence and you're escaping the everyday mind. And that's a way that's really simple and it can take five minutes. I was going to say it it, exactly because again, people I think, are afraid and and maybe under the misdirection that it takes a long time and we all have the same 24 hours in the day and I you know I'm busy I'm I'm busy doing I don't know what but I'm busy How I'm busy How long are you on Instagram let me ask you that I, Well <laughs> yeah exactly or when you get the weekly summary of screen time but I'm yeah, busy Exactly yeah. yeah you're absolutely right so to start with, and again, a set the, you know, when you set the phone, set a timer for five minutes. And and even if I, and I didn't have little kids when I started my journey, but a lot of my friends did. And, you know, they would steal the time away, wake up 15 minutes earlier just to do that. Lock the bathroom door if you have to, sit in the car. Of course, don't leave the kids unattended, but you would be amazed. Yeah, it's- exactly. Yeah. yeah, even like if you can park your car at work five minutes early and do mm-hmm. it in the parking lot before you walk into the office, you can make time. So I do want to talk about your podcast. Tell me the name of it and how that came to be. Yeah, so my podcast is called Metamorphosis with Michelle. And Metamorphosis, I like it. Yeah, so I just really wanted a another platform where I could share more in depth about tools, what I'm going through and, you know, methodologies for people because you can't write that much in a caption on Instagram. (laughs) And your message needs to be heard. People, you know, it needs to be heard and learned because I think there's a lot of people suffering out there that quite honestly it doesn't have to be that way. Totally. One of my biggest beliefs in life is that you can heal from literally anything. You are not, no one is doomed. No one is a victim. Like, yes, it can be hard. I am totally agree with that, but you can heal given the right tools and environment. Where can I, and I thank you, thank you for, this is a, hopefully one of a few one of the few conversations that we'll have. I know we're going to definitely get some great comments and feedback on this topic. I'm looking for some help. I heard this girl, Michelle, talk on on the Joy Found Here podcast. Where can we find you? Absolutely. So I hang out the most on Instagram out of all the platforms. And I'm at It's Michelle Kessel. And I would love to offer a free 30-minute breakthrough call for the listeners where we can really dive deep into what's going on with you and see if there is a strategy or some support that I can offer you. I heard free. Thank you. And everybody, jump, jump, jump. So all of these links are going to be in the show notes and you're going to have to scroll down, but they're going to be there and they're going to take you right to Michelle's page. And, you know, just talk is free. If you know you're not at 100% and you're just curious and you're just wondering, 
I know where I'm going right after this call. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you again. It has been, I was, oh, again, so curious, the brain rewiring, it's it's not an overnight, but obviously it didn't happen overnight either. Exactly. And to be honest, there are no quick fixes to mm. healing. And if, like, if you're looking for a quick fix or the a magic 20 pill. day magic yeah. weight loss right. pill, you're going to yeah. be back in square one. <laughs> yeah, it, it truly is. Yeah, you just have to change the way you view it all. Exactly. And it's a beautiful journey to go on. You discover mm. a lot of parts of yourself. Oh, I, I love this. I don't want this to end, but I totally want to respect your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. Again, I know there's going to be comments. Go on to our joyfoundhere.com and bring it on in. And we will, uh, you're going to find Michelle. We're going to put every link to her contact at the end of the show notes. And, oh, this has been so much fun and subscribe. You like what you heard here. Don't not only subscribe to joy found here, Apple, Spotify, any, anywhere you listen to your pods, but tell me the name of your podcast one more time. Metamorphosis with Michelle. Metamorphosis with Michelle to hear more of this girl's message. And I'm sure you're going to be changing some people's lives in the future. Thank you again. Everybody enjoy and be well. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.